Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olsen, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. My guest today is Jakob Trollbeck. Jakob is a Swedish designer, creative director and founder of the agency's Trollbeck & Company and the new division which focuses on sustainability communication. Jakob is perhaps most famous for being the designer behind the United Nations 17 Global Goals for Sustainable Development. I had a great time doing this interview, partly because the global goals is something that we all use in our daily lives. Since the goals were launched in 2015, they've been used by companies and organizations worldwide and have been a substantial contribution to the increased conversation around sustainability. In this conversation, Jakob talks about taking help from film director Richard Curtis to make the goals understandable, how he decided on the 17 different colors that are both distinctive and work together, having every country on the planet approve your design, the challenges of making symbols for poverty, equality and energy politically correct, and having pasta with Al Pacino. Please forgive the woodpecker sound in the background of this interview. We are recording at the Helio co-working space in Stockholm and right now there's a construction going on in the building next door, which curiously is owned by Swedish director Jonas Åkerlund. So thanks for that Jonas. The Scandinavian Mind podcast is a bi-weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinaviananmind.com newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Jakob Trollbeck. Enjoy. Alright, I am here with Jakob Trollbeck, uh, designer, creative director, founder of agencies Trollbeck & Company in New York and the new division here in Stockholm. Jakob, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I am so excited about this conversation. We're going to talk about uh, your work on the global goals, obviously. Um, super exciting, but also about your... You know, the, your kind of recent pivot into sustainable communication or sustainability communication. Um, but let's get into it and, and st- let's start with the global goals because I think a lot of people um, know you from that. And perhaps a lot of people also don't know you from that. A lot of people I've talked to don't know that there is this um, Swede that was behind designing this project. I think everyone on this show knows about uh, the UN Global Goals. We have all seen these sort of colorful uh, uh, squares. You know, if you enter any kind of, you know, uh, university, I just saw them the other other week, you see these sort of boxes with this, the Global Goals. Uh, we've used them in several projects. Um, Let's just get into it and and, and start, uh, you know, for starters, just have you describe what the global goals are and how you came to to work with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great to be here. Thank you. Um, So uh, the UN have uh, a few times put up like goals for the future, this setting up uh, a direction for what the what the member nations should work for. And. Mm. And so there were some goals that were uh, the millennial goals that were between 2000 and 2015. 
and there were eight of them, and they were very much uh, aimed at developing countries. They were like uh, they were about poverty and and food and and things. Uh, you could say that they didn't like take a whole. Uh, they didn't deal with the whole picture mm. of, of of the challenges we have. So uh, when it was time to replace them, the UN did uh, a really great work at listening to all the scientists, all the experts, and they also listened to seven seven million people, and uh, f and f put together uh, originally. Uh, targets so so there are 169 targets and kind of figured out like okay this is about health this is about you know um, this is about the oceans and this is about energy etc etc so uh, the UN uh, was working on this document in 2014 and mm. and we're ready to launch it uh, the year after um, but the problem was that they went from eight goals to 17 goals. And this caused a lot of, of uh, hesitancy uh, internally because there were huge groups that, that were saying, you can, you can do 10 goals, but people are never going to remember more than 10 goals. Mm. So they saw that it was a communication issue with it. So... Um, uh, about that time, I met with uh, uh, director Rick, Richard Curtis uh, of Love Actually and Four Weddings and a Funeral fame. Um, so Richard Curtis knew about, in detail, about these goals mm. uh, and the system that they were going to launch. And he said, uh, they're clearly going to fail if we can't make these goals popular. Mm. Like everyone has to understand them, and they have to spread across the the planet. Was he working with this? Or how, how come he? he, uh, he how come you met him, and how come he knew about this? He's been working with a lot of of, of for a lot of good causes, and mm. I've had connections with the UN. And the thing with the UN is that it m might seem like a fortress, but they are just regular people. So if you're a famous person, you get direct access into <laughs> it. So if you're an, a musician or an actor or, or, or a director or something, it's, it's not hard to get a meeting with people at right. the UN. So, uh, and, uh, so he's done a lot of great work. And so he knew about this thing. And we, we talked about another project, which is also uh, a, a great project that he has that's called Red Nose Day that has been existing in England for a long time, 20 or maybe even 25 years, mm. uh, which is sort of a, a, um, a fundraiser for, for children, for poor, poor children in Africa and England also. Right. He wanted to launch this in America and mm. uh, contact, contacted me because we had been working with the BBC and they were very happy with the work that we had done. So, so, uh, so we were talking about that project and then when the meeting was sort of over, he was like, do you have 10 more minutes? I have a crazy idea. And that's about these 17 goals that I knew nothing of. And I said, of course, we're going to do this. This seems really important. So uh, this was in September of 2014. And, and December, I get this document from the UN that says, OK, here's the draft. 
this is how they most likely are going to look. And so that was sort of the start of of the whole project. And um, it's also worth to notice that uh, it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't a contract. It wasn't a job that the UN gave uh, us. It was and and for me and Richard, he just said, "I'll I'll do some fundraising. I'll try to find some money for you." Mm. And for me, it was just you know it didn't matter if they did if it didn't have any budget at all. Like I wasn't going to sit out this one. So, Let, let's set the yeah. scene a little bit. I mean, I'm super curious because it seems to me like <laughs> it's such a daunting task to take on. You have these 17 goals. You have these, you know, uh, almost 200 nations that have signed off on these goals. Uh, where were you at the time? You have an agency in New York working with the commercial clients, basically, mm-hmm. as a designer and, and a creative agency. What, what, what was the type of jobs that you did at the time, and why did you think you were sort of, you know, a fitting uh, uh, person or, or agency to do this? Yeah, I I started uh, Trollbook and Company in '99, and uh, I had been working on a production company. Uh, we worked with uh, mostly graphics for TV commercials, and we also did uh, openings for feature films. Mm. So it was called Our Greenberg Associates, and later became the like powerhouse digital agency RGA. So. Um, so I started my agency, and, and my view of advertising and communication, commercial communication, was that it was just way too loud. There was just way too much. I wanted to make things that were simple and smart. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've told people many times that it's like the first thing is that you need to get people's attention. Mm. And it's, it's like when you're at a party and you clank the glass, like everything goes quiet. It's like you have to, you have to make that, you have to introduce that white space. Yeah. The white space in the brain, like, which is always, you know, the, the first wor- words in a good story. That's why, you know, when you're in, the, in a bookstore you, and you think, is this book great? And you read the first paragraph and you're like, wow, I want to <laughs> continue to read this. Uh, it doesn't always work. But anyway, so uh, what I said about the design for the agency was that that, that uh, it should everything should have a reason. Like everything we did, and then I came up with this uh, saying that we made T-shirts and stuff that says "discard everything that means nothing." So um, that was that's a good entry point to the yeah. task at hand, right? Yeah. So uh, what happened was that, that uh, when I started my agency, we got a lot of television, st- TV stations as, as clients. So we were working with, with HBO, we were working with CBS, we launched AMC, we launched a lot of, mm. of networks. We, we did some commercials also, um, but uh, I, I'd say that a majority was of the big jobs w- was just to create brands for, for TV networks. So, um, uh, and a few of them came to us and was like, yeah, we need to like, a new layer of paint, we need to make it more fresh and cool. And, and I was saying that, well, where do you want to go? What, what's, what is your audience like? And, and, they were, and they had a pretty fuzzy picture of what they did. And um, so, so our 
effort to be more seriously working with the brands meant that we went sort of from design to understand branding to starting to understand strategy also. Mm. So, <clears throat> so it was a very conscious agency has always been of like understanding like the strategic uh, parts that leads that needs to be the foundation for the storytelling. Right, right. So, uh, so, and then you know, on on a on a personal plane, I've always been extremely interested in in society and and the environment and uh, and maybe not as much from like a bleeding heart perspective, but just that you know I always love math mm. and I love equations where you kind of when you can solve them and I love it when you can solve them in a smart way which is obviously why I also love technology and why Apple was such a revelation when they started to come because they they really did smart solutions all the time so uh, the when you get a project like the the global goals, the sustainable development goals, it's really about how can we make sense of this? How can we make this like a logical system that people could love and understand? So, so talk about how you, what were some of the first steps? Because I, I realized, I mean, to me, it, it looks kind of complicated and you made it simple and understandable with the color schemes, with the kind of, periodic table type icons mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure that must have been some kind of inspiration uh, but you get this document Wh what did that look like and how where did you start essentially yeah it was a very long document and in the email I got was like oh you can look at the table on on table on page 18 there you can see like and there was just this list of them of the 17 goals and I mean, I, by by that time, I had uh, I had more or less stopped like doing all the design myself mm. because I've hired so many people that are just amazing and and actually better at designing what I am and than what I am. Uh, and I knew exactly who I wanted to work on this, which is a, a Swiss designer, uh, Christina Rigdresley, who has been working with me now for 15 years or so. So uh, I understood that this was a project for her and me because it was also, uh, uh, you know, we didn't have a budget and the, you know, the agency is running on full speed and coming with a little fun project without budget, that's like throwing a wrench into everything. <laughs> so uh, I decided that we, that, that we should do it, just her and me. And um, so I was just going to send this document to her and, the, and I realized like, there's no way that, what is she going to design here? What is what is the thing that's going to come out of this? But was there even? There, it's not even a brief. It was just this document. That it, here's the document. Make something out yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and I looked at the 17 goals, and I was like, okay, I got to understand this. Like, it's got to start with that I have to understand mm. this completely. 
So I started to uh, write new names of them for all the goals, like nicknames. Mm. So, and uh, pretty, and I think it took me like half hour or something to write new names for the goals. And it's not like I, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't an idiot thinking like, oh, I'm just going to rewrite these names here. It was purely, I was thinking, like internally, hmm. like the language will cross that bridge later. But internally, we have to know that this is about poverty. This is about food. This is about health. This is about gender. Like, so you really have all of those things because otherwise you, you can't make any kind of image because the image has to tell a story and then you have to know what the story is. <laughs> so um, I did that and uh, we had many conversations and then Christina started to do a lot of things until I saw one thing and it was actually the the almost exactly the the fish that is gold 14 now. I was like, that, that's how it should look. And uh, so we started with that as a base to develop, you know, the whole language for everything. And meanwhile, I was uh, reading more about, about all of these goals and kind of honing the language for them. And, uh, you know, some of these goals had names that were, was like a full paragraph. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, that's not a name. That's a description of the goals. So, so that's what we worked with for a long time. And then, you know, in uh, February of 2015, we had a meeting with the communication hub at, at the UN. And uh, I just, I was like, okay, this is what you have. <laughs> like, so I, uh, uh, and I showed this grid that we had made that uh, I really liked even though I have some OCD and, I, and being a designer and being like a perfectionist doesn't help. Like it, it, it has just like accelerated. So I was feeling very uneasy about that it was 17 goals and you can't make a nice grid of that. There is actually a, a couple of formations that you can make, but they would be so wild. But, uh, so, uh, but we did have these three rows of icons and and two of them have six and one has five and I was just like ah like couldn't they make 18 goals <laughs> um, until like one day I just realized that oh let's make a logotype for the whole system and put the logotype there hmm. and like that was a moment in my life that I was like oh <laughs> my god <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So for your own sort of well-being, yeah, you had that yeah. <laughs> that 18th square. Yeah. But was there a sense at that time because you're saying there was no brief, there was just these 17 goals. Uh, was did you kind of invent the use cases for them as well? Did you have did you have to invent the vision for for how these were supposed to be applied in the world? Because I mean, I think by now everyone has seen them there are projects everywhere that uses them in, in many different ways so they they are this kind of uh, um, this iconography this mm -hmm. kind of framework for mm -hmm. talking about sustainability every mm -hmm. time you mention sustainability people mention the goals it's mm -hmm. kind of this ultimate reference point mm -hmm. did you know back then that this was going to be the use case or was this going to be something that ended up on the, like the UN's website somewhere or how, how did that you know thinking 
go. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really clear on like how much it would be used and how big it was going to be. I understood that it had to be big. Mm. If you go to yourself and you think about you have a, what do you do when you have a lot of things to do? You have maybe you have just moved into a new apartment. You just make a list. And you make a list and you say, okay, we need to paint that room, get a new like table for the kitchen. And, and, and if you have a long list, then you start to group that list into like, okay, you write bathroom and then mm. you use like new toilet, new shower curtain, new tiles, so whatever you want to do, right? So it's a very natural way for us to make to-do lists where we make categories and, and, you know, tasks. And for me, what I realized was that, you know, I've always read a lot of what's going on in the world because I think, I mean, I'm interested and I think that everyone has to be. It's like you have to care about this world because mm. that's your house where, you, where you're living. And... Um, but to me, it was just like, oh, my God, this trouble everywhere. And it all is connected because this thing happens and then, you know, there's some unrest because of that. And that unrest means that this factory is closing and the factory is closing means that this, you know, the, you can just make this, the complexity, complexity is, is just massive. And... Um, and what I realized was that if we could make these 17 categories, which are called goals, but they should sort of be called categories, mm -hmm. but if we make them clear, it can be a new tool of how to think about the world. Mm -hmm. Because you can start to say that, okay, you know what? Energy, like that is one issue. We need to deal with that. It has ramification. It has social ramifications. You know, we see when when we when we say that okay, let's let's tax fossil fuels. Okay, then that has uh, that has a bearing on people who are living very close to poverty because they can't afford to pay more for the gas mm. gasoline, mm. and then they're in, in turn are going to turn against. You know, it's all connected, but making these categories is sort of a toolbox for you to think about it because that you can you have to think about education as as an isolated issue you have to think about uh, you have to, to think about food supplies you have to think about biodiversity and for me it's all of a sudden I realize that this covers everything and it actually really does cover everything and I remember in the beginning, there were people who were, they were challenging me and saying, well, this is clearly not covered. And, you know, I can show that it is covered. Uh, I can say one thing that is almost not covered, and that is uh, culture is not, is kind of covered in an offhand way. Mm. It says uh, predict protect uh, cultural heritage and, and uh, um, there's a couple of words. I, I, I forgot them right now. Mm. But uh, that's under one of the targets. Yeah. 
the, there are a couple of things that could be stronger, like pinpointed. Do you think that should be an 18th goal or should be strongly you know, pinpointed under some of the other goals? I think that it should be under the other goals. And there are, you know, uh, for those who are really interested in these issues and are nerdy enough, like there are 169 targets mm. that that we have done the same work of simplifying them. Um, and that's fascinating reading. There's like you find so much. You just realize that this is... A lot of people have been thinking about this for a long time. That was going to be one of my more <laughs> final questions. Is there something, is, is there cause for update? Is there is there a goal that, that needs to be there? Is there an 18th goal or 19th goal? But Because um, yeah, now it's been around for a, for a few years, right? Yeah, it's uh, almost six years now. Yeah, yeah. But let's go back to, okay, okay so you have 169. You went deep into all of them. Um, can you t- tell me anything more about that process from when you kind of formulated that assignment? Uh, how, how long did it take to do all, you know, 169? Well, the so the first we did was the 17, and that took basically from January through, well, uh, I would say May or something. Mm. We worked on it for a couple of more months, but the, it was mostly kind of political back and forth. Like someone didn't like this thing, and how do we solve that? The, it it got a little bit tricky at the end, and there were some names that there were some some discussions about. Um, uh, notably, uh, goal thirteen, which is climate action which is obviously one of the most important goals. I was firmly against climate action as a name. I thought that it should be protect the planet Mm. because it's like the whole language I tried to create was uh, a language that everyone could say, yeah, I'm, I'm with, that makes sense. Right. And to me, it seemed like protect the planet was such a more loving and great like because the thing is that you can talk to a like a, a, a fanatic religious right person and they're going to they're going to write like they're going to sign up under protect the planet everyone where, is going to do that whereas climate action yeah because could imply more and, activist and also, kind of rhetoric exactly or? and also i did this in america and i did it 6 years ago yeah. <laughs> and climate change was not i mean there's still a lot of people who are denying it in America. But I felt like, let's not go there. Let's just say we got to do everything we can to protect the planet. And then climate action is... But it's interesting um, that they choose the, the, the one that's more sort of pointy that way. I mean, I would assume that UN is more kind of like uh, consensus-based or... Yeah, and actually the title of the report that this is based on is also... Uh, it's uh, Ending Poverty... Uh, bettering all lives and protecting the planet. Mm. I'm, I'm, I think, I think I got it basically right mm. in a way. So, so they're using that language, but, and I was actually, this was the only time in the whole project, pro, uh, project that I uh, said, let's get a focus group. So we had two focus groups who picked between protect the planet and climate action, and protect the planet won like 
it, it was like, I think it was 76% in one and 75 in one. So it was a clear majority. But it was a really strong uh, internal forces at the UN who were specifically working with climate. And they're like, no, it should say climate action. Okay. It needs to be strong. Which, and I can see how they're thinking. I understand that. I still don't think it was right. Anyway, you asked about all of these uh, things. Actually, I, I just want to say one other, sure, sure. one other goal that I'm sad that uh, I didn't win, and that was goal 17, which is partnerships for the goals. Mm. Um, that I, I had called a global consciousness. And that's really what it should be about. Because goal 17 is just like, we can't solve this by ourselves. And uh, the developed countries have to help the countries that are building their societies. So all of the, almost all of those targets, and, and goal 17 actually has 19 targets. Hmm. All of those targets, except for like four or something, is about how do we support the developing countries. Um, so, uh, but global consciousness, that would be lovely. That would be such a great way to end, to have the last goal being that. They, they were like, they thought I'd smoked pot or something. Like, <laughs> was it like, too, too far out that? there? Global consciousness. But today, a lot of people, people are starting to talk about it more. Mm. So. Mm. so was there anything else during this process that, that kind of stick out now? Was, 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 is there any point where you kind of sort of, ah, I can't do this, or this is, this is too much, or was it kind of, did you see the end of it? Yeah, I think I did. The thing is that the very first meeting that was in February of 2015, and it was a room of maybe, I don't remember, maybe 20 people or something. Mm. And the mood was pretty, uh, it wasn't really that upbeat because everyone knew like, oh crap, we have to figure this stuff out. And the, the, and the fight between 17 goals and 10 goals were still raging you know, <laughs> internally. And, but when I showed the system, and, and Richard Curtis was with me, so, which was obviously a good uh, supporter to have <laughs> when you do this. Um, it, like the mood changed in the room because all of a sudden people were like, God damn it, I think maybe we can actually communicate 17 goals. They, all of a sudden they saw, like, they saw images, they saw colors, they saw names that, and uh, so after that, um, you know, there's, there's nothing that gives you more, more status than to solve a really hard problem. Hmm. And, um, so they listened to me like very much because they were like, okay, this guy, he figured this out. So I, I did have, um, I didn't have that much problem. There were, there were some f funny exchanges like uh, Amina Mohammed, who was head of the project and now is, is the deputy secretary general. She called me one day and she was for gold, 13 that has some trees and she's like Jacob 
I know that's how trees look in Sweden, but that is just, <laughs> just too local. Make a tree that <laughs> looks more like they look in, out in the world. <laughs> what was that tree? The first yeah, one? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was, uh, I think we, it, it looked a little bit like a Christmas tree, I, I have to admit, the okay. one that we had and, and then. We made something more universal. Well, but talk about that iconography. You mentioned you had the fish. Uh, I'm curious to see how, how was that close to to the the end result. But how did you find it? Because there are so many illustrations. Uh, mm. One sixty nine. Where did you find the inspiration uh, for something like this? Well. Uh, I started to say that the first project was really the 17, right, and mm. the logotype. Mm. The 169, we started that a year later, sort of against the, I'm not going to say against the wish of the UN, but uh, the 17 goals, That's all. that was all signed off mm. by all the member nations. So everyone, so, so that's a pretty uh, intense uh, review that you have for your, Design and copywriting. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that that's got to be a great feeling to have the the yeah. entire group of nations on this planet to sign off something that that you yeah. created. Two actually weren't that that happy, and I've I've tried to figure out who they were because okay. it's like super secret, mm -hmm. and uh, no one has actually. They have a lot of integrity at the UN. Uh, by the way, just amazing people working there. I know that we we can say oh nothing is happening and you know and they're they're toothless and stuff but those people are just really really good human beings they're smart they are like dedicated and they have a really good heart I mm. I I love them I'm not gonna say that they are not career people in the UN also but like as a body these are just people who care about things. Anyway, so we did this, uh, uh, the 17, so that was the first thing, and and the, I'd say that half of the icons were sort of, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, and they were, you know, the, the, the gender equality was very simple, you put together, you put a male and a female symbol together and you put an equal sign in the middle. Mm. It was, you just have to do it so it looks nice. But the idea in some of the cases were not hard. Um, no poverty was like, how do you make a symbol for this? And in the end, it we tried, I don't know how many, you know, probably 30, 40 icons until it was like, no, it's just going to be a lot of people who just, they're, they're together, they're, they're just standing up, they're having mm. a good time, they're just, you know, they're alive. Um, but but some, were, some were challenging and um, because they, they were so abstract in a, in a sense. But, you know, the icon for climate action, which is an eye that has the planet as a pupil, yeah. that was built on protect the planet this is you know it's the apple of my eye the mm. the mm. you know the just something that you just love you look at it and and so uh, so they all kind of came to be uh you know and and they were 
a lot of them there was collaboration like it wasn't only me and Christina we did most of it but some of them the ones that we really got stuck on we just opened it to the whole floor so there were you know 10 15 people working on them like trying to like what how can we make an icon for this <laughs> but sometimes it was so simple Christina just sent me for for um after ex- like trying to find out something for for gold 7 which is about energy she just sent me a, a, a sun. She said, like, why don't we just make a sun? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And I just like pasted a power button into the middle of the yeah. sun. And it's like, well, there you go. That's, so sometimes, you know, everyone who's working with design knows that some designs just comes in minutes. Hmm. And others you can work for weeks or maybe even months before you're before it's there. Mm. It's like, oh, there it is. How was this launched? What's the what was the unveiling of this? Yeah, it was a, it was a big event at the UN and this was uh at the at the UN at the annual U- UN General Assembly and uh all the goals were projected on the UN building and they were uh you know they were we made posters, and there were. Uh, it was. It was a lot of like. Celeb- it was a very celebratory moment. Um, that, that uh, ironically, I was actually in Stockholm when it happened. Really? So, <laughs> so but but uh, the other people on the teams they got to to hang with Funky Moon and, and you know. Have you ever gotten starstruck in this process? I mean the the. the I mean, in in certain in terms of the the use case of this, in terms of how they've been implemented, you have some of the world's biggest sort of celebrities, some of the biggest sort of uh, p- p- politicians. You know, everyone has sort of touched this project or even, even like held it in their hands. As yeah. I think there's a picture in, in on your website where like Leonardo DiCaprio is holding the 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 climate goal in his hands. I'm sure there have been many of those occasions. Have you have you? Ever had to sort of pinch yourself in the arm, saying, "Did I design this? Did I do this?" It's weird because I can sort of understand people who get really famous because they're, you know, as John Lennon said, we were just a band, mm. like you know, and then something just happens. Like this project, I just felt that let's do this really nice. And then people are going to like it. And we, you know, worked really hard with, we worked for months with picking the colors because it's to make 17 colors that look great together and are still distinctive. So you can say that color, you can, you can judge the, you just see the color and you know which gold it is. Mm. That is really hard. And especially since... I'm not a fan of purple, so there's no purple goals, <laughs> which is funny when people have been like, oh, we just made an, an 18th goal, like, and they make it purple, and I'm like, I'm sorry. It's not going to pass. Yeah, but, um, but I, you know, I have, I have shared, uh, um, uh, I had a meeting once uh, with a client, and someone came in and was like, uh, uh, do you guys want to have some some uh, pasta? 
because it was lunchtime and we were talking it and I so I had pasta with this client which was Al Pacino <laughs> and if you've had pasta with Al Pacino it's like you cannot be starstruck ever again in your life by anything yeah, I, 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 get I mean that. I'm, and also I'm not famous and I don't I don't strive to be I I think that it's wonderful that that uh, we could do that it was wonderful that we could do a really good job mm. at it this is like what you can do when you really work with people who trust you and trust your your skill sets and uh of course uh, Richard Curtis and Project Everyone they were like totally instrumental in helping uh, first coming with the project to us and then making sure that it's launched and they they they're working tirelessly with getting all of these the ideas behind the global goals out so you know i can feel like in the scheme of things it's it, it wasn't greater than you know how many logos have i made for brands and you not you don't get fame from that especially not if you make the nike swoosh right <laughs> exactly but okay let me ask the question in a different way perhaps because i'm curious um because i'm sure uh, this this project has uh, in a way been you know more spread or have ha- had more reach than than many other projects that you've done or maybe the the most that yeah. had the most reach um has there been a moment where you felt like wow i'm really proud i did that because you see how it's gotten applied or if you've seen it used in i don't know in some school somewhere in a remote location or by someone or in a political setting or i'm, I'm curious is has there been a moment where you're like wow i did that and now it's there yeah i i um yeah i love it but i i mean i i it's a hard question because I'm I'm not trying to sound like eh that was nothing. I'm not trying to be like modest and, mm. and, and like it's it was a fantastic project and it's a project that has it has changed my life because this is the only thing I'm working on with now mm. with sustainability and I realized that it's the only thing I really care about and and this started the whole thing and and I also felt that um sooner or later in life we got it like we have there are faces and sooner or later we start to think like we we've learned so much about how things work and some people call that wisdom i think it's just experience mm. i know that at, at the agency some someone can come into my office and say oh this client is like we have a really big problem here now with this and i'm listening to it and say i'm saying why don't you do this and they're like oh my god that's brilliant you are so, so. and and it's like no i've been there before i know that that <laughs> don't send that email because they're going to get upset of, with it do this and that so so with everything you know uh i'm sorry i'm not answering your question but that's fine but uh, i'm extremely happy i'm proud over it yeah and uh but it's also like disconnected it's not like when i see it i'm like yeah that's mine like that's mine people remind me about it and some people can be, get some people is like they want to take selfies with me and i'm like yeah you shouldn't do that because it's it's um 
It's, it was a great project. Yeah, but let's talk. So let's talk about how it has changed your life and the way you work. Because uh, I mean, after uh, doing this, you actually created an entire new agency called the New Division, yeah. uh, with the focus of uh, sustainability uh, communication. So, so talk about that. How how did that start, and w- was it a direct uh, consequence of this work, or was it something else that, that yeah, initiated it? Was, yeah, definitely. Because after I had done this, uh, a lot of organizations uh, uh, came to me, and mm. the UN had small projects, and there were we were involved in 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 a lot of things, and they had they had no money. Mm. They were, and I was. And I was sitting in New York with an agency that that was doing fine, and uh, but not fine enough to support me. Just taking a lot of resources to do this. So um, I was talking to some people about it, and they said, "Well, you have to have some kind of business model." Mm. And that's when I realized that oh, it's going to be companies, because companies are going to have to change. Because the world is going towards sustainability, that's that's the only direction it's going to go, and companies are going to have to change the way they're doing things. And it's not necessarily like companies by by definition have been bad, because in, if if that's the case, then we all have been. Mm. It's just like we didn't think, we didn't know, we didn't understand that. Th- like yeah just th- throw it out someone takes care of, of it yeah like the 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 dryer just died yeah let's just get a new one mm. like n- we've just been taught to just consume so we were all doing that and companies they were just living in this and no one like well i'm not going to say that no one saw the negative size but it's very easy to to not see the the you know the problem that we're causing so um i needed to work with companies and when i was thinking this was also you know just when america was going towards trump mm. and i just felt like oh i can't you know i i had been there for 25 years and i'm i'm a citizen um and i was just like i i don't want to be here and then i realized swedish companies they are not good or, or but they are smart they're listening they can like I, i can work with swedish companies so that was how the new division came to be and and i think which is that, based in sweden you yeah. should say so so your, your old yeah. agency started in new yeah. york uh New division space as we yeah completely. exactly, and I th- and I think that it was from seeing I, I was talking about all these lovely people at the UN, just seeing the communication they make, mm. and it's just like they must really not want anyone to engage in these questions. <laughs> it's it's so subpar. Yeah, and that's when I realized that, like, there's a whole industry that is like a huge industry in the world that is just focused on communication, on, on selling things, mm. right? The whole advertising sphere, the whole marketing sphere. And I was thinking, I know this. I've been working with this for 
25 years. And uh, what if I take this, this skill set mm. and I start to talk about the important questions, questions that are important to my children and their grandchildren? If they had, is, is there a fundamental difference between creating sort of commercial uh, communication that uh, with the purpose of selling a product and uh, sustainability communication, it, it, or is it the same thing? Is it all about selling an idea, or how do you how do you approach it? Yeah, I guess it is, but the the difference is that when you when you're talking about sustainability, you sell, you're selling something that's real. Mm. You're not because you're not going out and saying that this new iPhone is going to make you happy, and and you know we we all know that it's a lie. But when we get the new iPhone, it's like our heart is fluttering a little bit, and it's like <laughs> oh how fast it is, and like we get a kick from it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that that kick lasts for a few weeks, maybe you know. So um, yeah, it's much more honest and it's also more interesting because you can make people learn things and think differently about things you just like you grow because no one has we were actually at at lunch before before i came here we were talking about someone was saying that you can't make a product that's sustainable and it's like and i was like well what about a wooden ladle Like that's pretty sustainable, right? Uh, yeah, you have to cut down a tree to make it. Yeah, but trees needs to be. You need to keep the the forest. Like you can, you can weed some trees to mm. make like a ladle for your soup. So, but but it's a very good question. Like and and it opens up these thought processes that are just fascinating. And and you start to think about your own role. And you start to think about. What's driving you forward in life? What are the values that you that you subscribe to? Um, I mean, I I've noticed that I'm I'm I've, I'm a better person today, which is which is I'm not going to say that I'm a great person, but but I'm a much better person because I think so much more about things. Mm, mm. Gender equality. I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm thinking that, oops, I was just about to to interrupt someone. And men interrupt women all the goddamn time. Like, and I'm like, I'm, and I can feel, you know, I can feel sometimes like, oh, now I almost behaved like in the typical manly way. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. And it's like these kinds of thoughts that comes with, like, how does it work? How does the world around us work? What is your role in it? Because I clearly believe that the world we create is mirroring ourselves. Like if we think we live, live in, an, in an unfriendly world, Then we're going to make sure that the world is unfriendly, because you just have to, like, if you think that it's a great friendly world, you're going to act like it, and people are going to be friendly to you back. It's like all of these things, you know. So for me, just starting to work with these goals have just like snowballed in so many interesting ways. 
What's a typical kind of problem that a client comes to you with when, at New Division? What, what are they looking for? I, I think, you know, all the people who come to us are, so have the same thing, like they want to be more sustainable. Mm. Some people have started the work and they're saying, okay, we're doing this and we have, calc- we, we have measured the negative impact and we have set up a plan. We just don't know how to communicate it like, because we have these dry documents. Mm. So we can say that, okay, the f- most important thing is that everyone who works at your company needs to know your values, know what the path is forward. So we may create uh, um, a playbook for everyone who works at the company. So that's that's one scenario. Other scenarios is that people are coming to us and say, yeah, we got to do something. And we do all of the calculations and we start to, you know, give them more, uh, give them a, a purpose. Like we're, we've written a lot of purposes for organizations and like help them to figure out what is the beating heart of this. And I, and I think to some of our clients, it, it has been very transformative. And I think also because we're just coming from another place. We have now, you know, sustainability strategies that are like super sharp in this. But we always have this communicative aspect. Mm. I can look at, at some, some sustainability strategy and I can be like, yeah, but this doesn't feel, it doesn't make me happy to read this. Can, can you rewrite it and think about how does this sound to a teenager, mm. like someone who's not in this lingo? So I, I think that we're, we're helping people to think more clearly about it. Um, so there's a lot of those things. So, um, so the strategy part is like we're just helping uh, all kinds of people. We're working with some some uh, governmental uh, institutions also, helping them to uh, calculate what their impact is and and um, and uh, also how to how how do they talk about this. And then we have you know the activation part that makes some films and prints stuff and and. Uh, doing a lot of things that are more, you know, uh, what we would say, B2C. Right, right. Is it important that you have to feel good about sustainability, that there's an emotional aspect to uh, the work to yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that this balance of, of it's, it's hard to find the right tone because, yeah, if we just don't do anything, like a doomsday scenario is not far off. It is going to be just horrific, mm. you know, because what's going to happen when the when the water rises, you know, whatever, 20 feet or something. Uh, everyone, even the billionaires are going to be screwed. Mm. So you 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 got to tell people that this is serious, but you can also not, you know, say that, oh, uh, you know, this bus is going to go over a cliff. Why don't you 
come on in, join <laughs> us. Um, but I think that uh, um, for me, it, it kind of crystallized itself when Jonathan Franzen, the, the American author, yeah. when, you know, he's, an, uh, he's a bird watcher. He he's just loves birds and uh, has, he has always done that. And then he's, he's just seeing that his friends there, the birds, they're just having a shitty time now. And he sees that everything is changing. Mm. And then he, he was just saying that, you know, it's got to be based on love. You, you got to just love this planet. You got to love everything around you. Otherwise, you're not going to care. You only care about things that you, you, you know. Otherwise, you're just uh, uh, doing things because someone told you that. Yeah, it's, it's like then it's built on shame, and I think it's like the global goals, right? People have asked, like, why are they so colorful? This is such serious issues, and and you made them so colorful. It's like, yeah, because they're goals. We got to like them. We got to feel like, oh. That's great. I'm going to work for clean oceans. I'm going to work to remove subsidies that leads to overfishing. You know, it's, it's like it's got to be something that you feel motivated about. And all our messages needs to have that like beating heart in it. Hmm. We, we're doing this because because it's right. You know, the uh, Fridays for Future, the kids on the street. Like, think about how it was, like, in the 70s or whatever. Then the kids were out, but it was, like, communism, com like, crush the, the, all the businesses. Like, like the, it was very radical in a way. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not judging them because, you know, capitalism surely has problems. But, but the kids today, what are they saying? They're saying... We want a functioning society. Yeah. We want to have air that we can breathe. We want to be able to go swimming. We don't want to have pollution. And like. And we think that, that if you don't take care of biodiversity, we're not going to have any food. I mean, they're just so brilliant, right? And then, yeah, they are, they're doing this because they love this planet that they're born on. And that's all that we can do. Jakob Solbeck, we are uh, way past uh, an hour now in this conversation. I feel like we would talk for an hour more, but and we have to wrap it up. But I'm curious, what are you um, most excited about right now? What are some of the projects that you're looking forward to or, or what are you excited about working on in time to come? I'm actually excited about that, you know, with COP26, uh, there's been so much said about that. I think the most important thing is that it's now an official fact that the climate is changing. Mm. The deniers can just, they can just be quiet now because it's, it's like, it's there and it's man-made. Those things, they were, they have been discussing that at all the earlier COP, uh, but at COP26, it was just like, yeah, this is how it is and we got to do something about it. So I think with that means that all businesses are going to have to think, okay, I guess in 
20 years or whatever it is, right, we're not going to be here. So we need to have a plan now. Mm. So, uh, so I feel like that people are seriously starting to think about changing. So I'm excited about the conversations that we have with companies because now, you know, there are more discussions about this. And then we're also growing and we have, we're hiring fantastic people and people who really care about these issues. And, uh, and it just feels so inspiring to be around all, like this much talent. And, um, uh, you know, with my company in New York, uh, the, I started that and put it on a path and it's doing fantastic and I can just be proud of it and uh, give them all the credits because they're doing it. And I think that one day uh, I'm going to do that with a new division also because then I, like, it's just growing, it's, it's getting mass and it's, it's getting a direction and it's going to be a fantastic force for good things in the world. Um, hopefully we're going to engage more in democracy, which is, you know, that's the scary part in the world now, in addition to the climate change. Mm. Uh, so I, I'm just so excited to be able to work with all of these questions. And, and uh, I think we're building something good. And also, you know, even though it's a company and, of course, you're a little bit competitive, I mean, it's great to see that more people who are working with communication are doing things. And I hope that people, uh, like, do what we do, like, start to work, like, seriously with sustainability because it's so rewarding it feels real and it also uh, it also helps with my OCD because all of a sudden you can think <laughs> in equations that adds up yeah so that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to well, Jakob, I, I feel like we have all the reasons to come back to each other and, and, and talk about some of the upcoming projects that you are working on. Jakob Trollbeck is the founder of uh, Trollbeck & Company and uh, the Stockholm-based agency, The New Division. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It was lovely. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olsen. This show was edited by Erik Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.